welcome to Burning the Edge. We would like to welcome to the tea our host, Mr. Arthur Miller Jr. Thank you for listening to the Burning the Edge podcast. Today, we have Jay Hesselman as our guest on today's show. We're going to be speaking with him. He is the store manager at our local Edwin Watts store. Also, we have a big announcement coming up at the end, so please pay attention at the end of the podcast for information about our event coming up. We want to welcome to the team Mr. Jay Hasselman here. Jay is the uh, is an employee at Edwin Watts. What exactly is your title, Jay? I'm the store manager at the Memphis store. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were the store manager or not. Um, how long have you been working there? So I started working for Edwin Watts in 1996, wow. and I have been yeah, and I've been in Memphis since 1999. Wow, that's 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 a long <laughs> so, time, man. I didn't I didn't know he had been that long. I graduated from high school in 1996. Well, I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I, t- I graduated college. I taught school for one year. Didn't really care for that, so I went to work at Edwin Watts down in Jackson, Mississippi. And then, like I said, 99, I had an opportunity to move to Memphis, and I've been here ever since. That is, that's, that's pretty good, man. So how yeah, do you I think like I'm, it? Oh, I love it. It's, a, you know, I mean, you, you, you get to spend your days doing what you love, talking about golf and being around other golfers. And, uh, you know, we all get into it because we love golf. And, uh, you know, most of us continue to love golf and, you know, just want to try to help people be better golfers and have more fun with the game. Yeah, so how did you get to the game of golf? So my dad played golf when I was a kid. And uh, so at a young age, you know, I I always wanted to tag along, tag along. And he used to make me, we had a net in our backyard. And if I wanted to go play on Saturday, I had to hit, depending on my age, 100 or 200 balls a day into that net. And if I did it every day, then on Saturday I could go play with him. And so – as I got older, I started playing on my own and then played golf in high school um, for the high school team. And then I played golf in college at Mississippi College. And uh, I mean, as, as long as I can remember, golf has been, you know, part of what I did going back to maybe, I don't know, six or seven years old. It's kind of when I first started going with my dad. And then, you know, as I became a teenager, they dropped me off and I'd just be out there on my own. Yeah, I can't ever really remember a time when I didn't play golf. Yeah, so what do you think about this game that makes people fall in love with it so much? Well, it's a, I think it's a number of things. Number one, it, you know, no matter where you play or who you play with, it's different every time. And there's different challenges, you know, based on weather, wind, how you're hitting it one day. Um you know, and it's also a great social game. You know, you're out there for four or five hours. And, you know, typically you're going to play with your friends or or, or either, you know, if you play in some tournaments, you're going to play with other people that love the game. And I, it's an also, you know, we've got so many customers who were athletes of some sort if, at another time, and it's another competitive outlet. You know, when you can't play football or baseball or basketball anymore, you know, it gives you an outlet for that, you know, competitive nature that a lot of guys have. And girls, for that matter, you know, just something else, you know, another way to compete and to, you know, to measure yourself against other people. Yeah. 
So you played in high school, you played in college. Did you ever have any aspirations to be professional? Or? No, no. I was a very <laughs> I was a very mediocre college player. I was a good high school player and very mediocre college player. I, I knew pretty early on that that wasn't going to be in the cards for me. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. I, I was, you know, I was probably a two or a three handicap in college. I wasn't a guy that was shooting under par very often. Okay. So you weren't chasing that dream, huh? No, I knew that A, I wasn't good enough, and B, my parents didn't have any money, so they weren't going to be able to send me out there to try it. Okay, I hear you. So you've been working for Edwin Watts, so that's got to be, that's 25 years, because, yep. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it's been 25 years, half my life. Man, so how long have you been store manager? Uh, about 15 years. Wow. Yeah, so about 15 of those years, yeah. Yeah. So you you in you get to be involved with the game that you love every day. What what is the negative side of that? Well, you know, sometimes when you bring you you know your job, when your hobby becomes your job, it becomes a job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, there's, you know, there's, yeah, just yeah. Time, there's just times that normally I would go play golf on a day off, and I get a day off, and I'm like, man. I just don't think I want to be around golf today. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But, but, but in the same token, I'll sit around and watch it on television. And I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I half kid about that, but, uh, you know, and, and the other thing is too, it's, it's a, as a business, it's, it's busy. And so, uh, I just don't have as much time to play. And then when I play, I don't play as well as I'd like to. So Consequently, you know, maybe I don't feel like playing as much because I'm not playing as well as I feel like I should. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's, you don't have the time for it. Hey, golf give you yeah. what you give it. <laughs> That's exactly right. You, you you get exactly what you put into it. You're, very you're true. Right. Yeah, it's it's unlike to me most sports because you know, like football. You know, I mean, you know, if you're playing on a team, you can kind of hide behind somebody else. Yep. And not, been and worked so hard, you know, even with basketball, it's the same thing. You can kind of, you know, you can get some garbage points, rebound and put back up, you know, and it's, it may not be as bad, but with golf. Yep. If you don't put in the time, it it, it will catch up with you at it, some point. And it it's will. funny, the older I get, the more, the faster it catches up. I can remember, you know, back in my late twenties and early thirties, I could not play for four or six weeks and go back out and still play pretty well. And yeah. I can't do that anymore. My body won't do it anymore. It's funny. I uh, I tell my buddies all the time we'll be out playing, and I'll feel like I'm telling my body to do something, and I will think I have done it, and I'll look up, and the ball's nowhere near where I think it should be. <laughs> yeah. It's very frustrating. Yeah. So what would you say, um, since you've been around a little bit, what, what is your favorite course to play? Um, Locally? Let's Let's start locally, yeah. You know, I like to play Miramichi. I used to play a lot of golf at North Creek. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. Uh, probably my favorite course in Memphis would be Memphis Country Club, which is a private place. And I've been fortunate to meet some guys out there that have been nice enough to bring me along to play some. Um, but, you know, Memphis has a lot of really good golf, both public and private. Um, they do, yeah. We, I mean, we, for a city our size, we have a wealth of golf. We really do. Uh, we, and it's also compared to other places in the country, it's fairly affordable too. And, and, you know, yeah. people, people locally don't realize that, but I mean, 
you know, I mean, Galloway, Audubon, Fox Meadows, all great city courses that yeah. are pretty well maintained. And then you've got, you know, Miramichi, Quail Ridge, Stonebridge, uh, you know, go out to Fair Oaks, yeah. you know, Wedge, Wedgewood, Timber. I mean, there's a lot of pretty good golf within, you know, let's say 30 miles of the center of Memphis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's, I've never lived anywhere else, so I don't really, uh, I'm not really sure about other places, but I do know that the prices, you, you're right, the prices is not as bad as some places. It, it's not crazy. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, if you go to an Atlanta or a St. Louis oh, yeah. or any of those places and, you know, you're going to spend 30 or 40% more than you do for the same product as you do in Memphis. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So how has business been? I know it's booming. I I, I, yeah. I can tell from looking at the use rack. I'm like, man, I used to come in here and kind of oh maybe goodness. pick out something. But now it's like nothing there. Used clubs are we were talking about that today. Um, you know, last year we shut down for covid in March and we were closed for roughly 50 days. and when we reopened, there was just this huge boom in golf. Um, you know, a lot of people that either had never played or hadn't played in a long time had gotten into the game because it was really one of the few things you could do. You know, you'd be, you were outside. The golf courses, for the most part, were open. And, you know, there was no Little League baseball for dads to do. You know, just so many. And so people got into golf. And as a result, there was a big boom both on the golf course side and the equipment sales. So business was really good. But the problem was a lot of the vendors, because a lot of them are West Coast or Northeast, they weren't open when we right. were. So, right. and so there's all, there's just, it's, it's been, business has been great, but, but the availability of goods has gotten to be tough. And here, I mean, we just got some emails last week that um, a lot of the factories in, Vietnam and other places over, you know, around China and Vietnam, places like that are closed right now because of COVID. Right. So they're not manufacturing any goods. Well, they've already been behind because right. they were closed last year. And it's just, it's creating a, a tough cycle as far as availability for, for golf equipment. But, yeah. uh, but business has been great. And, the, but to your point, like used clubs used to, I would have like, Thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars of used club inventory, and I bet if I ran a report tomorrow, I bet I don't have fifteen hundred dollars. Exactly, right you're right. I mean, you're it's right. nuts. Like we, I was over there looking with a the guy today. We had one used driver, we had no used putters, and we had wow. two used sets of irons. I mean, it's just, just, and if I, and like today, I took two sets of irons on trade, and we sold both of them really before we even cleaned them up and got them out. Wow. Um. So it, it's. I guess you could say it's good and it's, you know, it's, it's tough for the consumer because we don't have the selection that we would like to offer. Uh, but from a standpoint of sales, it's been great. Yeah. And, and the other thing is too, like guys aren't, you know, they come in, they see something used, they just buy it. They're not, they're not wanting to barter or, or dicker with you. Cause they know that, you know, if I don't buy it today, it's, it's not going to be, be here tomorrow. Right. 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 Yeah. A guy called me today and uh, he, he sent me a message on Facebook and he wanted to see what, you know, what would I recommend for some clubs? And I was like, man, unfortunately, like I would automatically tell you to go to Edwin Watts and try to find yeah. you a set. But like the sets in there, I mean, 
you yeah, almost right now, might as well buy you a new set because you know yeah. it's like it's almost brand new. You might well, you know, put another hundred, two hundred dollars and get you a brand new set. But that's right. It's probably gonna be six months before you can get that set. You know, well, so that, that, yep, that, and that's what we're running into now. When we do a custom order for a customer, I mean, it's taking six, eight weeks a lot of times to get something that in the past would take six or eight days. Right. Um, and from what we're being told, some of those times are going to get worse because yeah. we, the, right now it's been shafts and grips, which we can work around. Because, you know, if a guy wants a, you know, if he wants a 120 gram dynamic gold shaft, I can probably find 120 gram, whether right. it be a Nippon or a KBS or something else that would work. Right. But now they don't have heads. So it doesn't matter how many shafts and grips they got. Right. If they don't have heads to put on them, it's, right. it's, it's, it doesn't matter. Right. So um, I, I just... I'm just hoping that maybe we can get through the end of the year and hopefully right. 2022 will we'll, uh, see these places opening back up. But I mean, this, you know, the way this virus keeps, you know, having new variants and all this, I yeah. mean, who knows, who knows what's going to happen. Right. I mean, I just, I just, it's amazing to think that we're in a world where, where a virus like this is as put us in this position it's kind of it's right. kind of crazy it is i'm i mean you know and the for, unfortunate part of it is that it has happened before but it's so much time between right. you kind of forget about it you know like okay yellow fever polio whatever you know happened you know let's say you know I mean, our, before our, gra- yeah, yeah, yeah. our grandparents and great-grandparents right, right 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 and so then you know we're dealing with it and it's a cycle you know and we'll get past it Yep, it's just you know, a question of when. Exactly, you know, and uh, we just, we got to do what we need to do, though, to get past it, you know. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, it's been amazing to me to walk in there and like, man, there's nothing in the use section at all. It's crazy, oh, it's, it's, you know. Yeah, it's not. It's been like that for a while, you know, and it's, it's but, you know, I'm, I'm sure... Like you said, it has its benefits and its downfalls, you know. Yeah. I mean, know. I'd like that. I'd like to be at fifty thousand dollars in used inventory at all times, but it's just right now, it's just it's it's not doable. Number mm-hmm. one, you know, guys are instead of trading stuff in, they may be selling it to their buddy or giving yeah. it to their kids. So we're not taking as many trades as we normally would. Yeah. And then, like I said, what we do take, I mean, we literally will sell if it's especially if it's something decent to really good, we'll sell it that day or the next day. Yeah. It just, um, it's, I've never seen it like this. And, uh, you know, we, we've been, you know, I'm dealing with, with first world problems. I mean, you know, a lot of people are, you right. know, I, I, you, you talk to these people at restaurants and things like that, where they can't get any help. And, you know, with mass mandates and I, my sister lives in new Orleans and apparently in new Orleans to go to a restaurant, you have to have proof of vaccination. Yep. Yep. And so, you know, the fact that I'm running out of tailor-made iron sets or ping iron sets because my business is so good, you know, you hate to complain, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. you know, you hate to complain because things are going so well, but, right. but at the same time, I mean, if they continue to be like this, maybe our business won't be so good. So, yeah. we, you know, we yeah. just wanted to, but, uh, no, it, it, you're right. We're going to get past this yeah. virus at some point. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. And yeah. it doesn't seem like anybody it, does. No one does. They can speculate, but yep. no, no one knows when. Well, it's because it seems to change. You know, the virus. Exactly. It's like it's adapting as, as, as uh, you know, like we are. Right. So, um, 
I mean, who knows? I, I've been talking to some of my friends, and I'm just fearful that, that there's going to be another shutdown of some poor, some sort. And I, you know, I, you know, I watch the news, and there's so much back and forth on all these issues, and I don't really, you know, I, I don't really know what the answer is. I, you know, I told my wife, I said, you know, shutdown seems to me like if the cure is worse than what we're trying to cure is it really worth the, you know what I'm saying? Is it yeah. worth, the juice has to be worth the squeeze. And, yeah. um, you know, I, but then, you know, I, I live in DeSoto County and I know we had a school closed today because they had several pockets of COVID in the school. Yeah. And because of the way we, you know, you've got to shut it down. I mean, you can't take any chances no. and that's what worries me. You know, yeah. you, you watch the news and they talk about the hospitalization rates being at all time highs and, yeah. You know, that's what got us in a bad situation last year. So, yeah. you know, I mean, all I can do is pray and, and, and you know, uh, believe that God's got a better plan for us and, and oh, just yeah. hope that that comes to fruition. Yeah, I, I know he has a better plan for us. It's just a matter of, you know, I, I just believe that we have to do our part. You know, yep. he, he does miraculous stuff, but we got to do our part, you know. And that's right. So that's, that's all it is. But so... What would you let's let's talk about the the equipment side of it? I guess the store side of it is um I guess y'all benefiting from it. So how 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 is apparel? Is apparel the same issue or um not not to the same extent? Um, you know, because apparel is made pretty far in advance. Yeah, you know, like the stuff that we're gonna get in September and October, they've already had that stuff in most cases. Yeah. So so the flow of apparel has been a little bit better. Um, you know, golf balls, golf gloves, things like that are a little slow right now and trending towards slower. Um, footwear has been okay to this point, but mm -hmm. it's going to slow some too. Um, but apparel, I mean, all these apparel brands have so much apparel, you know, even if they didn't have anything new, they, they'll have some stuff to ship us. Right. right. Um, so for a while we'll be okay there. Yeah. Um, but, what you know, I, I, I'm looking ahead. I mean, I know Christmas is coming up. Right. And right. and so if I don't have golf clubs at Christmas, man, it's going to make for a bad Christmas for some people. Yeah. 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 So what what percentage of your sales is is apparel versus equipment, would you say? Oh, apparel and footwear would probably make up. I'm going to be guessing. I haven't looked in a long time. Probably mm -hmm. 25 or 30 percent. Yeah, I would. I would have thought equipment was quite a bit. Yeah, and part of it's because you know the price of equipment. So yeah. you know, for every 500 dollars driver you sell, you got to sell you know 10 shirts. Yeah, and yeah. so you know, or four pairs of shoes. Yeah. So you know, but consequently, apparel. I mean, you know, a golf club just make up. You know, and if you sell a thousand dollar set of irons, it just it takes a lot of a, of apparel to add up to that, but um, but apparel is it's you know apparel and tool are are very significant. I mean, we wouldn't we wouldn't do what we do without we wouldn't do as well without it. Sure. Okay. Okay. I didn't. I wouldn't have thought that that many people buy a lot of um, uh, golf apparel in there. You would not believe. You yeah. will see people on a Saturday come in with five or six shirts. You know, really? going on a golf trip with their buddies. Yeah. Come in and get them four, five, six shirts, couple pair of shorts. Yeah, it, it, and it goes like that. So you know, we got we've got some guys that come in and buy one and two here, but you'll see a lot of people that are going out of town and come buy, you know, four or five different things to take with them. Um, 
you know, cause there's only so many places to get like yeah. put joy apparel, Travis Matthew. Those are our top two, um, apparel brands. And then the Adidas golf and the Nike golf, you know, you don't see that stuff, you know, it really in department stores or just anywhere. Right. 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 Um, and you can buy a polo anywhere, but I mean, to get a technical fabric, you know, like all this, all this stuff we carry is all, I mean, I, it's polyester is what it is, but you know, it's, it's moisture wicking, right. you know, it's lightweight. I mean, right. I was telling somebody that I played golf. Oh, I don't know. July the 10th, I think was when I played, I played in a, and you know, I, these shirts, you know, I remember when you were wearing a cotton shirt and by about eight holes in it weighed four pounds and it's soaking <laughs> wet and these, yeah. these shirts now don't hold any moisture the moisture just pulls away yeah and evaporates so it keeps you cooler um it's just amazing what they have done with golf apparel and and, and but you you know not just everybody you know if you go to vineyard vines or oak hall or james davis you can get a cotton polo but they right. don't carry a lot of the technical fabrics that are you know more golf specific so right as a result, people are going to buy them where they can get them, and we're fortunately one of the places you can get them. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, I've I've I played Sunday, and it rained on us, and like I wear a t-shirt under my shirt because I don't like when I sweat to to show through my shirts or whatever. Right. But that's what weighed me down was my t-shirt. Yeah. Once I got wet, it wasn't the other shirt. The other the, the well, my you golf need to shirt. go buy you. Need to go buy you some of those Under Armour uh, t-shirts. Yeah, that, yeah, that. I, I have some of them, but I this I didn't wear it that day. I should. Yeah, you had on that cotton it. t-shirt that was yeah, heavy. Exactly, it was really heavy too. I noticed that. I was like, man, and, this this crap. And it's like they don't dry. It's no, unbelievable. I, I it's think right. back to where, like, when I was younger, man, I was polo only polo. And I would go out there and I thought I was looking so good. And by about the ninth hole, the collar would be all stretched out <laughs> yeah. and, yeah. you know, you'd be pulling on the sleeves. I mean, yeah. You know, you think back it, yeah. and it hadn't been that long ago, honestly, no. but, uh, man, the, the new fabrics and, and the new, and then in the way they cut them so that, you know, they've got some elastic in them. So they got some stretch and yep. it's, it's amazing what they can do with the apparel now. Hope you enjoyed our guest today, Jay Hasselman, the store manager at the Edwin Local Edwin Watts here in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, go over there and check them out. They have a lot of items. Uh, the used rack is slim pickings, as you heard in the podcast, but they have a lot of new equipment and a lot of apparel and have a, a nice selection of shoes there and any other equipment or training aids, anything else you want there. Um they always are willing to work with you on the price if you want to, you know, you can haggle with them a little bit. You, this might not be the time to haggle with them because everybody is buying everything, but um, you can try to haggle with them and see. Um, check them out over there. Uh, Jay has always been nice to me and Kevin, always been uh, nice to talk to them guys. And I can't remember the guy that does the uh, repairs and stuff. He always running around over there. But I wanted to tell you about the um, the Burn the Edge podcast has a 19th hole networking event coming up. It's going to be at Stonebridge Golf Club in right outside of Memphis. It's in, considered to be in Lakeland, I believe. Um, it's going to be from 6 to 8. Uh, we're going to have trivia. We're going to have some food. We're going to have drinks. Uh, we're going to have a little putting contest. So bring your putter out and 
come and hang out and meet some of the guests that I've had on the podcast. You're going to meet me, the host, Arthur Miller, and you're going to get to just network with some of the people. If you're new to golf, if you're experienced at golf, either way, I want you to come out, check it out. And you can link up with the fellas that I play with all the time and some people that I hope to play with soon. And, you know, just get to meet some of them and network with them and see how soon we can get on to get you on the course if you're new to it. Um, or if you haven't played in a while, we're going to get you out there soon. I hope that you enjoy us. Thank you again for listening. Please like, subscribe, follow. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Facebook. Thank you again for listening.